Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And Emily. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletop, RPGs, miniatures, well, sometimes, but mainly and always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and this week my co-host is... I'm Emily. My wife, Emily. Thanks for coming on here. This is episode 58. This week, uh, another quarantine special, so not a normal episode per se, but we'll just make it a shorter episode. We'll just be talking about, well, the games we played this last week. So, Emily, welcome back. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, Uh, it's good to be here. Things have been a little busy for you. It has been. When you said it's another quarantine special, I feel like it's only half a quarantine Kind of, yeah, but still. Yeah, still going on. Not officially over. Right, and uh, so you're back to work. Things have been yes. a little crazy with your schedule. And just it's really been not, insane. Not a whole lot of time. It's been insane. In fact, this hour that we're going to be recording is probably more time we've uh, talked than in the last couple of days combined. Uh, yeah, probably like the last week combined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh. we've been um, we've been making do, just getting through life, working, and apparently when you go. Eight weeks of without cutting people and coloring people's hair, it takes a long time to I mean, get I, caught up. I mean, I guess they want their hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> or their hair colored. I guess so. Yeah, it's rough. Well, another week has gone by. And Emily, I know you haven't played terribly a lot of games because of your schedule. But we did get some games in. We did. So how's your gaming goals? What are you up to? I'm up to 137 plays for the year. And... Wow. 57 of those are unique. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, my goal's 200, so I'm trucking right along. And we're not even halfway through the year. You know, I thought we were halfway year. You know, you hit June, you're like, hey, it's halfway through the year. But in the amount of days, actually, we're 20 days out from 20-ish days out from the halfway point, which actually brings us in the first week in July is actually halfway, just in the amount of days, which is kind of crazy. So way ahead of the curve. I'm actually at 180 games now and 67 unique. Played quite a few new games this last week, which we'll talk about. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure all of them were really fun, really enjoyed them. So I'm excited to talk about all these games, but let's just get into it, Emily. So let's talk about some of the games we've been playing. So Emily, what has been a game you played? Sure. Should we start with Combio? Sure. Let's talk about Combio. So we, Brian and I played this game twice together, once just the two of us, and then once with Brian's family, which there were six people playing. Yes, I think there was. Yes, Yes. there were six. My parents and my sister and her husband and us. Mm -hmm. So this was a new card game that we tried out. It is a specific deck that you have to buy. And it's a lot like golf if you've played the card game golf. But there's other, there's special cards in the deck that have special abilities. Looking at other people's cards, switching cards, looking at your own cards. Because when you first deal out the decks, you can only look at two of your cards. Yeah, so everybody has a hand of four on the table face down, right? Yes. And you you only get to look at two of your cards. Everybody looks at the bottom two. And you only get to look at it once unless you get a card later that says or has the action that you can look at a card. Now, you can look at anybody's card. So that's kind of like golf. If anybody's played that classic card game, we played it as a family. It's pretty basic. You have four cards, but on your turn, you always have to flip a card. 
And a part of that is you can exchange cards from the deck that you draw or the discard pile, and you get zero points for making pairs. So if you have two kings, two queens, two tens, whatever, that pair on its own is zero points. And then there's some that have negative points and and whatnot. And the idea is to get the lowest score. Is that how you play golf? golf? Yeah. Is that how you play golf? Oh, gosh. It's been many years since I've played that game. But yeah, I think so. Or I kind of felt like there was six cards in front of each person. I think some people played with six. We've always played it classically before. But either way, it's the same idea. Yeah. So Cambio is kind of the same idea. I mean, it's the framework. Mm -hmm. But where it differs is you don't flip cards over. You just keep going around until somebody, for one of their actions, declares Cambio. What they're saying is, I have the lowest amount of points of my four cards, or I guess you could have less than or more than four cards. We'll talk about it in a second. And then everybody gets a turn. And then everybody flips their cards over and sees who has the lowest amount of points. If the caller does not have the lowest amount of points, I I think it's face value plus 15. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else just gets face value. But if they are the lowest, they get face value and everybody gets face value plus 10. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, seems kind of basic so far. Nothing terribly exciting or out out of the ordinary from a normal card game other than, uh, you know, this is different card artwork, which is actually really unique looking and pretty cool. And... There's different multiples of the numbers. It's it's not your standard deck um, all the way from negative all the way up to, I think, 14. And there's different values or how many of each copy of the card. But the unique thing in this game is all the cards numbered from 7 to 14 have a special uh, action associated with them. And so on your turn, you can actually draw from the top of the deck. And if it's one of these cards, you can discard it and use the action. And so these actions, like Emily was saying, is peeking at people's cards. But it gets a little more complex than that. You can peek at one of your cards, uh, an opponent's card. You can swap two cards around. Either you can swap one of your cards with somebody else or swap two opponent's cards. Um, It gets a little crazy Still seems pretty standard, not a whole lot of strategy per se, but where the strategy and where it really all comes together is you have the ability to match cards. And so anytime a card gets makes its way to the discard pile, no matter how it was done, you everybody on the table has a chance to match it. So if a six is discarded, you can flip a six from anywhere. Not your own, or well, you, you can do it from your own, but also your opponent's card. All you have to do is flip their card matching it. And if you do that, then you lose one of your cards, um, i.e. if you match an opponent's, one of your cards goes to them. It, it ends up being like Slapjack. It, when it really kind of does. Or pile. spoons, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. If people played peanuts. Yeah. Some people call it peanuts. Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. It, it's kind of, that's where the speed comes in and a little of the deception because y- you, if you keep track and this is where mm-hmm. your brain starts yeah. to hurt because you're trying to remember your cards. So when a match comes up and then you're trying to remember other people's cards when those come up. And then when you see cards come up where maybe you, you, maybe let's say you drew like a two and that's, hey, that's pretty good. Well, I'm going to just blindly replace my top card I don't know with this two. I mean, that's so probably that good know. probability, right? Right. And people don't know it's a two because you secretly drew it. Well, you could flip maybe the minus one out and it goes to the discard pile. Well, then the next person could pick up that minus one. So this is where <laughs> your brain starts to hurt because now you're tracking where those minus ones and zeros that you know about. So then when you get a switch card action, you can then steal that card. You and can also the- match other players' cards. Right. So if you know somebody has a match, then you can do it for them. Right. And so your brain just starts... Oh, I- 
I mean, there. I think in some of the numbers, there's five of, of of most of the numbers. So there could be tons of nines sitting out there, or fives or sixes, and it starts to get twisted in your head where <laughs> what is and when you saw it. Especially then when somebody starts switching your card with other people's that you know of, and then you have to keep track of where those are. And um, it's it's uh, chaotic. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is it's a lot of fun. I should preface this. This was a game that we got gifted uh, for posting on our Instagram, which we did. Go check it out. Check out the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork's really unique on on this game. Uh, fairly simplistic. And I believe it said it had African roots is where this game came from, I believe. And, and the artwork kind of really exemplifies that. Um, and it looks really cool on the table. But it seems really simple. But... It was actually a lot of fun, and we did yeah. play two players, which is a lot more cutthroat. It's two yes. players super cutthroat because you can remember probably all the eight cards on the table, and so it becomes a a, a race for speed. Especially if you have a family that likes playing cards, I we my family and your family like playing cards, and we grew up playing cards. I think this is a great game to kind of switch it up with something new than just your average card game just playing golf mm-hmm. or what, yeah. what have you you know it was a lot of fun my family had fun my parents had liked it uh, my sister and brother-in-law seemed to like it mm-hmm. and uh, my brother-in-law he he kind of likes those gotcha type games and he really liked it too but just because he could switch around and ever you know, how many times were we all just laughing and having mm-hmm. a good time with it and um it's a lot of fun. I really like it. It yeah. works your brain a little bit because yeah. you, it, it is that short-term memory. You trying have to, to remember. Trying to remember. It's actually a pretty good exercise, I think. And sometimes you forget. I definitely forgot a couple of times. And then <laughs> I think Emily ended up with five or six cards, and then she got rid of those. And uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I should say I did win the game both times, but... Oh. Um, <laughs> It was still neck and neck, but you hey, played. I almost beat you, though. You did. I almost beat you. You were ahead the whole time in the I last was. round. You just, I think I beat you by two points. It was something ridiculous because you play multiple rounds so until, close. until one player gets 100 points. And when we we played like five or six rounds and it ended up being a three point game between Emily and I. And I think, I think my dad was only like eight points off. Uh, yeah. So it was really close. Everybody seemed to have fun. Um Really appreciate getting that game for free, mm-hmm. uh, the the review, yeah. and try it out. But um, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. I, I, sometimes it's, hey, there's you just a, never know how it's going to be. Well, there's always a stigma, I think, um, of <laughs> a stigma, a little bit of card games. Like, oh, it's just a card game, whatever. Oh. And not a board game or some big strategic. Yeah, it's really easy to fall into that pitfall. And so sometimes, you know, even I have that kind of bias to that. But I saw a card game, I'm like, okay. And then I started reading, I'm like, okay, this seems really simple. This reminds me of golf. But then you hit the matching and you hit where the actions, and you're like, okay, I can see how this plays out. And so I'm really excited that when we get back to work, I'm going to bring it to work because some of the uh, people in our game group, they could be so. I mean, it's always jovial and we just have fun. Nobody gets super ma- Nobody gets actually mad, but it's a lot of busting each other's chops kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could see guys. Oh, yeah. And people in our group getting really into this and getting super <laughs> cutthroat competitive. Yeah. So I really want to try this just f- to see how crazy it could get and uh, rambunctious. So anyway, that's come B-O-K-O-M-B-I-O. I believe the website's combiocards.com. I think it's only like a $15 yeah. game or something. And right now in the U.S., um, they're doing free shipping. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth it. Watch the videos. Check out our Instagram to check it out. But definitely a family-style game. I would think, uh, I don't know, 
eight and up, maybe nine, ten yeah. year old and up. I mean, it, it, there's a little going on, a little strategy, mm-hmm. but it's not terribly steep. And mainly if you're fast and you have a good memory, that's where you're going to excel into it. So I don't know. It'd be a good game to play outside if you're if you need to be doing stuff outside still with the pandemic. It'd be a good game for that. Oh, yeah. And like camping. I could see you just bring it to the like a get together. Yeah. Just chilling out, having a few beverages or even at like a tap room or something like that. Yeah. So. Check it out. It's it, it really, patio. Really patio. pleasant sleep for surprise. Yes, I did get it for free, but we actually really we did really enjoy did it. like it a lot. We yeah, had a my, lot of fun playing with your family. Yeah, my family really really enjoyed it. So check that out. It's gonna be old, but that was that was a lot of fun playing with that. So Emily, um, we had a a game night. The guys did. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry to exclude you, but uh, Chris. It's uh, okay, I took one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you were. I got home super late. And, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. It's a funny story. Uh, so you have to stick past this. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Chris got his basement done, which he had talked about the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it and sounds so super cool. He had a, a few guys over uh, just to play a couple games. And uh, Corey was there and I was there and um, and a couple other guys uh, that I hadn't seen in quite some time. So it was nice to see. But we played some games. And uh, one of the guys was actually new to the board gaming hobby, which is really cool. Um it was yet another person that had worked on <laughs> on, uh, on uh, Chris's basement <laughs> and through having to do other stuff, had Chris had roped him into playing board games while they were waiting on subcontractors and other stuff. Chris is like, come into my web. <laughs> I know. That's two people that's worked on his basement or work, you know, with the whole house and moving and stuff, which is kind of funny. Uh, shout out to Henry. Uh, met him. A cool dude. Had a lot of fun. So I we started out the night playing Luchador, and I think we've talked about it on you were Yeah, podcast. I think you talked about it even a couple episodes ago or something. Oh, yeah. Corey said he got that out with the kids. Yeah, yeah. The Mexican dice wrestling, wrestling game. game. Yeah, it's, it's so silly. And you mix that with um, adult beverages, and people are bound out. And everybody's just, I think everybody's just energy was really was high. because, say, and everyone's come out from hiding. Because, we, yeah, having a bunch of people in a room that you haven't hung out with a while. And the energy was high. And so that's what we start out with. And I think if you checked out our Instagram on our Insta stories or record stuff, it was, it was pretty rowdy. A lot of yelling, uh, standing up, yelling at each other, and, you know, just... I mean, it's all in good fun. Real it's wrestling. Raucous. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the winning team that won, they did a pose, and they had the champion belt they were holding the Oh, mother. my goodness. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Was uh, it Chris's champion belt? And no. So the game Luchador comes oh, with- Oh, seriously? It comes with these- It's as big as basically the box. It's a cardboard belt, champion belt buckle- that comes with the game. Oh my goodness. There's two That's of them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so, hilarious. And there's actually rules on how to do the championship with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And uh, it's just a really cool game. There, I mean, it's a ring, a 3D ring with, with it actually has ropes around it, like nylon stretchy mm-hmm. ropes that you go around it. And I don't know, just the aesthetics, the the table presence really cool. But you're just chucking dice in there and your parent there's blocks and counter moves and attacks and once you get somebody down, their health down, you can start doing uh pen attempts and there's all this stuff. I mean it's just dice rolling, right? It's a lot of it's luck, but there's a little skill where you have to throw dice in at the same time and they have to stay in the ring, which is a terribly big 
And then there's certain dice where you can re-roll them so you can use them like chuck and throw and try to knock other people's dice out. So there's a little dexterity mm-hmm. component to it. Um, it's just it's just a lot of fun. The theme's really silly and over the top and um, there's all this flavor text with their special moves and um, it's just, it, we've always had fun. So many laughs, but that kind of opened up the night. So hadn't played that this year. Um, we actually own it, but I haven't pulled it out. Yeah, probably since. I've never played it. It's been like two years, maybe three years. Um, it's definitely a party style type game. Yeah. It, it, what? You don't want to play just the two of us? <laughs> it's technically, <laughs> it says two to six players, but um, you can do tag teams or free for all. Mm. There's even a cage match where you flip the whole thing over and then the floor pushes down and now it becomes a cage. That's awesome. It is really cool how they handled it, but uh, check it out. It's called Luchador with the exclamation mark. Um, it's uh, it's just a silly, fun game and it's great for that kind of atmosphere where it's casual but you're having some drinks just enjoying the time have some music going it's, it's great so emily what was another game you played oh we pulled out machi Koro. we did well because you picked up machi Koro legacy yep and i realized i had only played machi Koro maybe one time maybe when you first got it Yep. And so, I didn't think it was a good idea to try to play a legacy game without right. understanding or kind of the flow or feel of the game. So it's a game where you're building your own city and then you want to build specific landmarks in your city and those landmarks give you special abilities. And so you're buying, you're rolling dice and buying cards to build your city, which is like restaurants and farms. Farms factories things like that and then those will produce coins for you and then you can pay the money to build your specific landmarks so it's pretty simple but it was fun and i think where it's fun and it kind of reminds me of of settlers of Catan. i think what what people really like with settlers of the Catan is the rolling the dice and getting something based off that number yeah rolled. even if it's a lot of cards say anyone's turn so even if it's someone else's turn you can get money right so if you roll a two for example my twos that say on somebody other's turn i get the coins printed on even if you roll the two and there's some cards that say on your turn and i believe there's some on other players turns you steal Mm -hmm. coins i think there's a little take that and you actually can stack the numbers so you could get a bunch of fives like i did and if you get a five rolled then I think it was like something like three coins per. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had four or five of those fives. So when I rolled a five, I got 15 coins, which was a little silly. Yeah. But that's what you can do. So you can kind of customize it and all the cards are available until they're out. Yeah. Some of the landmarks are kind of cool. They give you like bonuses for your yeah. coins. And-, and some of the cards like say a specific symbol. So some of your cards could multiply with other cards that aren't even the same number. Oh, yeah, that's right. So there's a little, um, almost a little engine building a little bit. Mm-hmm. So those play into the other ones. So you get bonuses for how many of you have those ones and stuff like that. Yeah, so I liked it. I It's a really simple game. I don't think it yeah. has a longevity of playability. I think once no. you play a few times, you're going to figure it out and it's going to you're just going to want to do the same strategy every time. Because you play with the same set of cards. Right. There's not any alternates in the box. Yeah, so I would be interested to play with some of the expansions, but I'm also looking forward to playing the Legacy-style game. Because then you build your own town, and then you use that town every time. 
Yeah, so it's a little more engine building. And it has new cards that come out every time it looks like. Yeah, I think when I opened it, there was two or three packs that were completely sealed off where it said, hey, you don't open these or look through until you're told to kind of mm-hmm. legacy thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I like the, that mechanic. I think that's why I really like Space Base, mm-hmm. which does the exact same thing. Space Base is a little better, in my opinion, just because in Machikoro, you roll one or two dice. The second dice yeah. r- uh, unlocks when you uh, unlock a certain uh, landmark, but... Sometimes you just don't get anything, and it, it it's a right. little too luck dependent. And with, there's a lot of take that that's yes. kind of nasty. The yeah. six. There was a card that I was gonna buy, but I didn't buy it because it's a two player game that just felt gross. That like I would be stealing five coins from you every time Which that is was rolled. Quite a lot. That's Pe- a lot. Because the 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 most expensive landmarks twenty two coins, so you'd be stealing a fourth of the highest landmark in yeah. the game. And it says from one player, which in the two player, it's like, oh, okay, sure. Well, obviously, you're going to choose the other player. Right. Clearly. But in a four player game, it, I've played this and it you get picked on. And that's what I don't like about that, mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to dice. We could have the same landmark or the same card, that same six, and then I'll never roll it on my turn. But you, right. I've had it where somebody rolled it three times in a row. And I had a sweet setup where I, uh, somebody, other players were rolling that number I had kind of invested in. So I got stuff on their turns. And so I kept getting all these coins, but then it would come back to this player and they'd basically steal everything I got. And so I was making zero progress. And uh, that's the kind of game it is. It, 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 it can be kind of frustrating. And it is a little one note, one tone, like you mm-hmm. said, that it could get a little old. I know the expansions add some different cards and landmarks and some new mechanics that do make it interesting. But again, you fall into the same thing that if you yeah. played those more than once, it's pretty simplic- simplistic. Yes. It's not a bad game. It's, it's just one of those. It's a gateway game. Yeah. Not to make, make that negative. It's just, it's very approachable and easy to learn. And mm-hmm. and, it, and it's definitely a good entryway into... Um, good entryway into the hobby gaming with that kind of style of gameplay but it's just the longevity you're not going to want to play 20 games of it right is the only thing so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to like uh yeah core legacy i really like the game style but um it'd be it'll be fun to customize and kind of build it from the ground and up. it sounds like there's a storyline with it oh really so that'll be fun yeah oh interesting mm-hmm. so like the landmarks or whatever i don't even know what will come out but the buildings that will come out will go with the story. Oh, cool. So that sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound really interesting. So hopefully it plays with two pla- well with two players. We'll see. Yeah, I'll have to be thinking of my town name. <laughs> the super, when, when the super we, important when stuff. When we played Clank Legacy, that was the struggle. <laughs> we had to name something. I think we defaulted back to the office. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll do that again or pick some other movie or show or something. Well, I mean, you can do your thing. I can do mine. We can be different. But no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, shutting that idea down. <laughs> No free, no free thought and free thoughts here in this relationship. We'll keep you posted on our town names. <laughs> there might be great debates. We might not even play. Oh man! Oh brother! We'll see if you're back on the podcast. All right, so. <laughs> um, another game I played uh, at the game night. And I don't want to go a whole lot into this because I'm sure we'll talk about it next uh, this next yeah. week with, with Corey and Chris. Hopefully, Corey can come on. Um, he's just 
I don't mean to assume, but he enjoys doing it and has extra time right now. But uh, we played Fireball Island. I'll leave some of the details for next time. All that to say is Fireball Island is an old, I think it's an 80s game or 90s game maybe. Honestly, it was, I I never played it as a kid, probably because it, it was expensive and uh, <laughs> you probably didn't have anyone that would want to play it with you maybe like your family well i'm sure they would have because it's a very approachable family style game but it's a lot of fun and it's just it's silly but the idea it's this it, in this iteration restoration games is the publisher and for, for those who don't know we've talked about restoration games a lot before but restoration games is a company that was founded three four years ago and all they do is they go buy these old uh intellectual properties these old board games, and they acquire the rights, and then they they modernize them. They update the art, the box, the cards and components, um, because some of these even had electronic components, and they were the old, uh, like, red screen, you know, and the old, like, beep, beep, you know, yeah. beeping, just... I mean, that was, that was that was cool for the time, but obviously technology has come a lot further. So some of them do have electronics, some don't, but they've updated them. In some cases, they'll take all the expansions and redo them and kind of package them together and whatnot. And they uh, most famously recently did the Dark Tower, which everybody's really excited about, and we've um, backed on the Kickstarter. But uh, Fireball Island, I think, came out two years ago, and this was also the last like really big hit from them. And it's this, uh, it's basically this big plastic island that's uh, sloped, and in the middle is this uh, big, it looks like a stone god thing, guy thing. Uh, his name's Volcar or something like that. Anyway, the... This is uh, this is going really well, but there's paths through all of this, <laughs> and the idea is you come on, it's called a helicopter. I'm... I'm Serious, that's what it's called in the game, a helicopter. It's a helicopter. And you come onto the helicopter onto this island, and you're just collecting treasure. Whoever gets the most treasure, and there's a scoring for having sets and all these special idols and gems. Whoever can make, who can ever get the most treasure wins the game. And then if you can actually escape the island uh, before the cataclysm, uh, gets bonus points if you can make it to the helicopter based on uh, these cards and stuff you collect. It's a pretty basic game. But there's a lot to take that because on every card uh, that you play, it has movement points and you're moving along the board, collecting treasures. And then at the bottom of the cards are these things that allow you to do stuff like launch ember marbles. And you're like, well, marbles, okay. Well, throughout the whole board, there's these marbles on these cliffs that are set. And basically, you get to um, push these marbles across the uh, across this island and uh, there's trees, palm trees all over the place to have these things that jut out and kind of can actually guide or channel these marbles. And there's channels in a flow. It's hard to explain, but really you can kind of see how the board where it would follow these paths down because it's it's inclined and sloped. And uh, basically you're trying to hit the other players and their little miniatures because if you do, you get to steal their treasure. And so that's <laughs> the whole game is you're just... Throwing fireballs at each other? Collecting treasures and knocking fireballs down. And we played, I think it was some expansions, and there's snakes, these little green oh marbles. And if a snake's touching you, they're poisoned. And um, sometimes when these cataclysm card comes out, you can uh, you put the the 
the actual fireballs, I think it's called fireball island, these fireballs into the statue's head and it has a chute that can go out like uh, three different ways, like straight, left, and right. And it's sit on, it's positioned right on the top of this island of this, I, I don't know if you want to call it game board, but the marble could come out anywhere and fall down the, the side down to the bottom anywhere. And oh. it's kind of silly fun. And if you get hit with those, you, you can take their marbles or their treasure too. It's just, it's a silly game, it, but it's a lot of fun. And um, when you're playing it after several hours and drinks and fireball um, whiskey might have brought, got Price. brought out. Uh <laughs> It was a lot of fun. We'll probably talk about it next week uh, with Chris and, and Corey. In, in fact, I'm sure 100% guarantee we will. Um, as Corey said it, I don't think I've laughed this hard in quite some time. So we all had a lot of fun. Things got silly and uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, we actually have a copy coming because Restoration Games did a special charity thing um, a few weeks ago for COVID. Uh, for relief and they had a extra copies from their uh, first print from the Kickstarter and so they had a name your price thing so they're like hey if you are in financial troubles you know usually this game MSRP is $70 oh wow I mean it's a big box there's a lot of components Um, but the MSRP is $70 so pay what you want so you could have paid $1 technically five different dollars shipping got it for six bucks um, they had a suggestion minimum, which I think covers their cost. Yeah. Um, which I did. I did above That's their minimum. Good. But uh, still, it was a deal for me. Um, they got rid of older product, and I believe proceeds and stuff were going to a charity, I believe is what okay. it was. So shout out cool. to them. It was great. Um, but we have that coming. I, I think I just got... I literally... So they... <laughs> They had they, they didn't think it was going to be that popular, but some news spread really quick, and their <laughs> servers like crashed. And they were even jo- he was even joking around that they were even thinking about reaching out to content creators to try to get the word out because they just didn't think people would get involved, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but their servers crashed. It it I think they ran out of product within a couple hours. Oh wow! Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And there were some technical difficulties where they basically lost shipping or notifications like of who got what and ordered what in some case it duplicated orders or charged people twice it was a big thing and they were on the forums and apologizing they're really open about it it was really cool great company i think they're just solid and, and good integrity and stuff so you know they're apologizing there's a whole thread in bgg about it and they just he kept updating it you know with the status update and basically somebody had to go through manually through all the orders and send out manual uh notification oh orders and so i hadn't got mine so Corey got his within a day and i still hadn't got mine two weeks later so i was i was actually talking to him after we played the game i'm like i you know or while we were ending up the game or packing up i'm like i still haven't got it Corey. i might have to notify him literally right as we packed it up i got an email saying hey we got your thing it's being sent nice. to shipping so the, i the i the coincidence of of getting yeah fuck. anyway so we're actually getting a copy i think denver would be able to play this it's just okay silly fun you play a card it has a number and what you can do and i think he, he would think and enjoy it so oh i think so but uh it's a it is a little expensive but i highly suggest it it's it's so much fun it's fireball island i think this the base game is called the curse of volcar i think and then there's a bunch of expansions that add five or six players to it and a bunch of extra components and and i think even 
more cards and game boards and anyway so good times yeah a lot of fun okay so anyway that was basic we played king of tokyo as well but we've talked about king of tokyo and stuff and it was kind of a ridiculous game and it it was like the longest game ever, hour and a half. But what um, a king of Tokyo! Yeah, but we played with inadvertently played with some expansions, and then it just oh my word! And then it, it was a ridiculous game, ridiculous in a silly ridiculous, just okay. with the cards and stuff coming out, and everybody was giving each other a hard time. You know that kind. It's a really game. long time to play King of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. But uh, I came, so I come home, and it's like midnight. It's a late night. And uh, it looked like Emily was asleep because everything was kind of dark. But there was a light on in the basement. We have two lights, like one that kind of the initial light where you can turn off the top of the stairs. And so, oh, this happens very often, actually, that it's on at night and somebody <laughs> yes. just forgets to turn it off. So I go to turn it off and then I um, I make my <laughs> way to the kitchen because I forgot to put my keys and my wallet and stuff by the door where Emily likes me to put it. I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, too, but... She's trained me to put it in this little bowl by oh, the brother. <laughs> anyway, so and then you know where it is. <laughs> it, it's true. So I knew, hey, if I don't take my wallet out, then I'll be looking for it and realize it's in go. my shorts pocket in the hamper. Anyway, neither here nor there. So I, I go back to the garage <laughs> area, the you know, like the the mud room, put it away, and then I walk back out and the lights back on. <laughs> you know how freaky that is at. 12:15 in the morning that you know for a fact you turned that light off <laughs> and you walk back out and it's back on but the house is completely silent i don't hear a thing i the i the our room's dark i'm assume emily's asleep denver's asleep i'm like okay i'm like uh so i start to walk down the stairs and then i realize oh emily's still up so <laughs> So I turned it off, and then she came out and turned it back on, but you, it, like, freaked me out. <laughs> what can I say? I was trying to get my quilt done. I was sewing. And if I turned it in the next day, I had plans to take it into the quilt store. If I turned it in, I got a 40% off coupon my whole purchase, so I had to get it done. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a late night. It is what it is, but I think that would have freaked anybody out if they thought everybody Uh, was sleeping. Suddenly, a light turned itself back on. Yeah, that would be super scary. Yeah, so I thought about turning it off again and like running into the bedroom. (laughs) I mean, walking manly to the bedroom, hiding behind Emily that was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So yeah, that was that funny story. It's probably not worth the wait talking about Thunderball, Thunder Fireball Island. But um, anyway, so the last game that we played together is what was the name of that it was for crown and kingdom okay yes i think this was an oldish game 2016 i think you said and it was a real grand game and i'd never heard of it before i think i got this second hand from half price bookstore yeah just randomly got i think it was 15 dollars or something i didn't even know he had it i left the room for a second came back and he had it on the table like what is this game i've never seen it she she left up to me She's like, you, you can choose this game. I'd pick Machi Carl because I told her I could you pick a game. And so I, I'm like, all right, I'll play this. It looked kind of simple-ish. Um, I mean, I pulled it out and um, the rules weren't very long. And um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It, um, it was. So interesting board presence. Basically, what comes in the box are a bunch of these cardboard. And they're pieces of the board that it comes up with. It's modular. 
but it looks like a pizza. There's, yeah, it makes a circle. There's, and then there's like it's pie. Full, full circle, yeah. It's, it looks like a pie and, and their artwork's kingdom and different regions or something like that. And they're two-sided, so depending on other players, uh, some are two regions per little s- slice, I guess, um, or one big region. And you can flip certain ones for two, three, four players. Anywho, um, it comes with these discs for your characters that you have. Mm-hmm. I Which it- I liked those. Those were big pieces. And they had the artwork was really easy to identify <laughs> whose character was which. Yeah. Of your own people, that yeah. is. Um, <laughs> well, they're colored. Yes. and they- But it's like purple blue whatever yes and so each one of those characters do a different ability which we'll talk about in a second and it's as simple as this on your turn you pick a character and you move them and you have to move them the full amount what they do when they move is how many other characters including themselves are in that slice of pizza ate the pizza i ate the pizza the whole, the whole pizza, pizza. All by myself. The pizza. <laughs> nobody ate it i ate the pizza all by myself nobody else eats eat the pizza i have a bad feeling about this i said i got a bad feeling about this um so (laughs) um so you have your pizza slice and you move around (laughs) clockwise with this pizza slice with your character and then you take the action of that character so each of the character on these discs have their own action which is um kind of cool and they're the same between all the different colors but each character is unique. There's ones that you can imprison a character, take the action of the slice of pizza, uh, the, the pizza. kingdom Eat slice, the, the region slice, whatever you want to call it, because each one has a unique ability. Uh, you get coins for how many people are there. The, if you have your duke or duchess, they claim that region. You put your little banner token on the edge of it, that's of that slice of pizza. And pizza. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, there's a steal and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Which the game comes with each individual person has their own card that tells them exactly what each character does. Which is really nice. And what they can do at the beginning of the game, if the beginning of their turn, if they want to do a special action. Oh, that's right. And then you can collect coins. You get coins from those various actions by stealing in one of the places. You can bribe people. Yep. So the bribe is where it comes kind of interesting mm-hmm. is the bribery allows you to do stuff to, for a different amount of coins so they're anywhere from you can move counterclockwise you can move one less than normal you can do one where you can just activate any character their action of where they currently are and then still take your normal action of whoever you pick including the one you just did and then one is with the claiming of the region you have to have the majority of those characters i don't mean to go a whole lot of detail about this but um, the reason I bring this up is that's basically the game I just taught you. Um, it's a very strategic chess-like game. It was mm-hmm. something I was not prepared for. Yeah, and when you look it up, they say that it's best played with two players, and it does make it very chess-like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It Early game, you're like, whatever, they claim that, whatever, they grab that. But in game, when there's only one or two of those pizza slices pizza. that are left or unclaimed, you have to. It's tricky. You have to think because yeah. you're thinking, well, if I do that, I go there. But then if they do that, I set them up. So now their duchess now can yeah. move four spots that they yeah. need. But right now they can only move three. So you can't set up the other player with the amount of people. No. If you do that, I'm going to do that. If you do that, I'm going to do that. If you do this, I'm going to do that. Oh, if I just do it. You don't want to do that. And... But you also need to move your people 
and the then, right amount of spaces. Yes, because you can't go backwards, really. I mean, unless the, you have coins, but right. you run out of coins pretty easily. But and the so, other player steals your coins, <laughs> or you can go and imprison them. That's the other yeah. thing: is those knights can imprison people, including the Duchess or Duke, which makes it very difficult. And so you kind of have to watch. Okay, well, they're two away now, so I need to move up. It becomes this little chess cat and mouse game, mm-hmm. and it's very strategic. I really. Actually, I really liked it. It was really good. It, I, it I, was. It was really I surprising. I normally don't like games like that. It Like in School Hollow, I didn't necessarily like that where it was like kind of chess-like. But in this game, I did. I think there was a lot more options in this than Skull Call. I thought Skull Hollow sometimes it came down to, well... I have two options. It's pretty right. easy. This one, yeah. man, you have yeah. three, four options. What's the best way to get at this? Yeah. And the same thing, you don't want to set up the other person. It came right. down to, I think I made a calculated mistake and didn't think through and imprisoned a person. So then she could, after so, to, to get the people out, you can pay money. Well, if you get too many people imprisoned, you get them for, out for free. And then I imprisoned them. So then she could do it out for free, which then she put them all in the one area that she had la- last left, which gave her a majority. So then I'm, yeah. Yeah. It was bad news bears. It was a mistake on my part. But that's the kind of game it is. I also like how even it is. We have the exact same amount of characters and we can do the exact same abilities. And there's no luck to it. Right. It's yeah. all it's all strategy. It's all what you make of it. There's at zero luck in this game. Now, if we introduce a third or fourth character, it adds a little chaos, right? Because right. you could have something set up to not oppose, not to affect somebody else, but somebody else could duper 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 in there and then screw up all the plans. So there's probably a little less strategy when you get three, four, and more chaos. Uh, but I'm going to probably take this to work and try it because I think it could be fun three or four player. That it could be a little chaotic strategy mess, but we'll see. Um, really enjoyed it though. This is an older game, but I don't, I, for I think I got it for like fifteen dollars second hand, and it was in great condition. There was nothing wrong with it. It was almost like yeah. it was brand new. Yeah. So pretty pleased with it, and been sitting on our shelf for pff, a year. I love it when we find those gems in our own in our own collection. <laughs> and, it, and I had no idea we even had it. And not that I ever would have really picked it out. I don't know. The box is bland. Whatever. Yeah, kind of. I thought it was going to be Euro just because it was real. Right. Games. And it looked Euro. It did. It does. But uh, it was surprising. But good then, fun. Yeah. Good stuff. It was good. So. Do you think you, is this game on Tabletop Simulator? I don't know, but it would be a really easy one to play on yeah. Tabletop Simulator. There's no cards or anything. Right. You just drag a token and then. Onto the pizza. On <laughs> the pizza. Eat the pizza. Eat the pizza. The whole pizza. Nobody else ate the pizza. Ate the pizza. All right. So <laughs> we're about 40 minutes. So okay. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and finish this up. So those those are basically the games we put. We actually yeah. ta- hey, we actually talked about games. We a lot did. Games. And they were all good. Yeah, they were all good. No, no stinkers this week. Yeah. Good times. It was a great week. <laughs> great game. <man. laughs> great game. All great. <laughs> Well, cool. Anything else you want to talk about, Emily, before we take off? I don't think so. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening and tuning in. This is uh, episode 58. Man, time is... These weeks are it just... It is flying. Coming by. Like us on a TikTok video. Do you remember what happened in I know. April? Do you remember April or I March? feel like I lost those two months of my life. I'm not exactly sure what happened. They were sucked into the vacuum. What did happen the space in April? Time continuum. <laughs> 
Yeah, no kidding. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I have to write the date a lot at my job, and I'm always like, what? Ha- what? It's June? I'm, <laughs> I'm always just shocked at the date when I write it. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the date is unless I have to check it on my phone. I think the other day I looked at the milk, and it said, oh, Best Buy June 15. I'm like, oh, we got like two weeks We got left. time. We got two weeks until this goes bad. <laughs> and then I looked at my phone. Oh. Oh, that's... I think that was this morning for Denver. It was the chocolate milk. Oh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, we I, don't have time. <laughs> we don't. That's going to go bad. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. neither here or there. There was our off-topic discussion for the, the yeah. how date time flies by. Man, are we old people? I don't think we're the only ones that... No, probably not. feel like they last but, weeks uh, of their life. You know you start <laughs> to get... quarantine. <laughs> it's true. You know you start to get to old when you start... T- reminiscing talking about how time flies uh yeah we're we're old we're there yeah congratulations <laughs> we are middle-aged i mean we're not that old no, we weren't we're, playing no. with a, we weren't playing with like a stick and ball with the, as our first game like chris but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and he's not even here to defend himself okay well emily let's uh let's sign off uh thanks for joining this week yeah, Had a lot of fun playing games with you this week. Um, next week will be Chris and hopefully Corey. We'll see how his schedule, and uh, we'll reminisce a little bit about our uh, craziness. That yeah, we'll see if we can down. pull any other gems off of our shelf. Yeah, we'll try. Maybe we'll, maybe going for the ugly. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? at least yeah, you can't ju- judge a game by its cover. I know. Look at Concordia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. But until next time, I'm your host, Brian, from the games we play. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.